Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Today we're talking dogs of the Dow, a stock picking strategy that has yielded good returns over the years. I'm Andy Gersher. This is Gaines. We're talking dogs of the Dow, so let's bring on Chuck Carlson, CEO of Horizon Investment Services and publisher of the Dow Theory Forecast newsletter in Hammond. He's also author of the book, Winning with the Dow's Losers. Chuck, welcome to the Gaines Podcast. As always, glad to have you on, especially when we talk dogs of the Dow. Thanks, Andy. Yeah, love love to talk uh, Dow and uh, love to talk uh, the dogs of the Dow and the underdogs of the Dow, which is a variation of the dogs of the Dow strategy. And uh, yeah, there's a, it's, it's, there's it's a ton of ways of, of looking at this as well. And and again, one, one quick note, uh, you know, a lot of people who implement this, they, you know, often will start at the beginning of the year. And, uh, you know, there's we're pretty close to a final list and we'll we'll, we'll let um, Chuck explain it. But for the purposes of our list here, let's go with. 10 stocks, the top 10 in the dogs of the Dow. I know there's different ways of slicing and dicing this, but um, I guess for those gains listeners, Chuck, who aren't familiar with the dogs of the Dow, uh, first of all, ex- explain what it is. Yeah. The, the dogs of the Dow strategy, which has been around for a long, long time is, is, is it's very simple. It, what you do at the beginning of the year, although you don't need to do it necessarily at the beginning of the year, you can do it any time as long as you're, you hold the basket of stocks for 12 months. Um, but as, as you said, Andy, a lot of people do it at the beginning of the year. They recalibrate the portfolio. And it's basically you take the 10 highest dividend-yielding stocks in the Dow, and those are the 10 dogs of the Dow. So basically it's a strategy that focuses exclusively on dividend yield to select the stocks for the basket. And the, the investment logic behind that is that it is a, a, a it's twofold. One, it's it's a, a bit of a contrarian strategy in the sense that 
the the highest yielding stocks in the Dow probably are those that have been underperforming where their stock prices have been sluggish or weak and because their prices have declined and their dividend yields tend to be on the higher side. So it's it's kind of a reversion to the mean play, if you will, where you're buying depressed merchandise on the on the come that it will come back. And also you're you're buying, you know, pretty good dividend yields, so you're getting that that total return kicker. And in market environments where dividend stocks uh, are doing better, you have a nice position in that group. So, you know, the, 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 the genesis of it was a, it was a way to kind of force you to take a piece of your portfolio and devote it to a bit of a contrarian strategy where you're, you know, that old saw you're buying straw hats in the winter uh, and hopefully seeing those stocks come back. And most importantly, you're doing it in companies that are pretty high quality because they're stocks in the Dow Jones Industrial Average. You, you probably don't want to go do this in some, uh, you know, dogs of the Russell two thousand. <laughs> that yeah, that 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 didn't get to work out too well. Yeah, where yeah. the stocks are, you know, where where you know the the stocks don't have staying power and they're they're you know they might be goofy stocks or whatever. Here, you're typically you're talking about, you know, you're choosing among those thirty blue chips of the Dow Jones Industrial Average. Now, that doesn't mean. You know, you can't get some clunkers along the way, and you get, you know, you buy a stock that that doesn't revert, and you know continues to go down, and that's why you, you 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 buy ten of these things, you don't buy one of them. But that is, in, the, in a nutshell, the strategy. It's you're buying the ten highest yielding dividend yield stocks, and determine dividend yield. It's basically taking the the annualized dividend or taking the most recent quarterly dividend and multiplying that by four. Um, so if a company paid a dollar uh, a dollar in the, in the latest dividend period uh, per share, their annual indicated dividend would be four dollars. And if their stock price was a hundred dollars, um, you would divide a hundred dollars into four, and you would get a four percent dividend yield. So you would take the highest dividend yielding stocks, and um, and that's what you're buying. You hold that basket for 12 months, and then at the end of 12 months, you do it all over again and reposition the portfolio. You equal weight the investments. So you're putting an equal dollar amount into each of the 10 stocks that are in those baskets. And then when you rebalance, you're rebalancing back to an equal weight of a, of a new uh, basket of 10 stocks. You may have some carryovers. You should still rebalance back to an equal weight every time you rebalance to start the new year. The first thing that you mentioned is the Dow index is a good one for this because even stocks that are getting beat down – and underperforming when they're a Dow stock, it's, I mean, not that it doesn't happen. I mean, I was thinking, I think AIG was in the Dow when it, when it really tanked and so they're, well, they're, GM yeah, in G- the Dow. yeah, yeah. So, <laughs> I mean, there are times where there's clunkers yeah. and you kind of spoke to that, but yeah. generally speaking year after year after year, underperforming Dow stocks don't eventually go bankrupt, you know, especially while they're in in the the index so you're starting off with blue chips a very you know these are pretty solid companies that uh even if they're underperforming they you know they have a good chance of turning around and they certainly are companies that will probably be around 10 20 30 years out so i think that's why the dow is is a good place to do this kind of strategy and then the second thing is you're talking out of the whole basket of dow stocks um 30 right Correct. Yeah. So you got 30 stock Dow stocks. In fact, I happen to print a list 
of uh, dividend yields before we uh, went on uh, air with the uh, the podcast. And then, um, like in, in the case today, we're going to take the top 10. You kind of referred to that. You take the top 10 yielding stocks. And, and w- the one thing that also is a point is when a stock starts having a, a higher yield, that generally means, especially in this space, that prices are lower. So it's almost like a twofer. You get um, paid handsomely for holding these uh, 10 stocks because they are the highest yielding stocks out of the Dow. And then you're also buying, you know, often because they have a high yield, the stock price themselves has underperformed. So, you know, if the, if, if the stock, these individual shares snap back, not only have you gotten paid to hold them, but then you've had, you know, gain in the price of the stock itself. So, um, I mean, historically, you've been in this game for a long time. Uh, this does fairly well over the long term, huh, Chuck? It does. It does. I mean, it's, um, you know, you've got to, there, there, it, it, it doesn't win every year. In fact, I think this year it had, it, it trailed a little bit. Um, it, it certainly it doesn't do great in market environments where it's, you know, the crazy hachi-tachi growth stocks, the really, you know, crazily valued stocks. Which we're you know, kind of in a, right now, you know. Yeah, and, and that kind of speaks to that has this certainly song. a value bent to it. So if, if if value is just getting crushed by growth, um, you know, you're going to have headwinds here. But but as you said, you know, you, you uh, at least you get paid uh, a pretty nice cash flow in hopes of the stock's price appreciation, you know, rebounding in that year. And I'm just looking at the – Right now, who would probably be the dogs of the Dow, uh, and, and looking at kind of the average dividend yield there, and, and it's um, hold that thought real quick okay. because we're going to get into the actual individual picks when we get back from a quick break. We got to take one here in a a second. We'll, let's do our plugs real quick, Chuck. I'll do mine, and then we'll get yours. Hey, real quick, be sure to subscribe, follow, and leave us a five star review on Apple Podcasts if that's a possibility for you. And, of course, subscribe and turn on those notifications so you know when a new episode drops. Uh, you know, we're on with Chuck Carlson, CEO of Horizon Investment Services and publisher of the Dow Theory Forecast Newsletter, author of Winning with the Dow's Losers. You also, uh, real quick before we go to a commercial break, Chuck, Horizon Investment Services has a newsletter for more growth stocks, a little more aggressive uh, website, and I wanted you to to uh, hit upon that, your growth stocks website, and any other plugs that you want to get in real quick before we go to break. Well, yeah, no, the, the one you mentioned that, that your audience may really enjoy is, is our uh, newsletter that focuses on small cap stocks, and, and it's called Upside, and uh, you can go to the website, UpsideStocks.com, and at there you can get, read some information, but most importantly, you can sign up for a free 30-day trial of the newsletter and it's 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 purely free um there isn't like we're not going to take your credit card and build, it's a it's a free taste of of what's a, a pretty cool newsletter that talks about you know small cap stocks and those types of stocks that that you know typically investors kind of like because they've got some juice to them uh higher risk but uh again that's upsidestocks.com check it out chuck and i are both going to get our uh, our lists out here and we're going to talk uh 
the actual stocks right when we get back on the other or from the the break. So we'll be right back. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. (sighs) Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. And Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. All right, back with Chuck Carlson. We're talking dogs of the Dow. Um, As mentioned, I, I have my list handy here. And uh, before we went to commercial break, I, I kind of interrupted you. But uh, let's get down to the to the uh, the stocks on the list and, and just kind of talk uh, uh, what we're looking here. Um, okay. I'll start first. I think the clear I mean, I guess it's a horse's race here as far as dividend yields. But I for the first two, I have uh, Dow and IBM. Is, is that kind of set right with you? That does. Those are both yielding over 5%. And, uh, yeah, those are far and away the 
the, the highest yielding stocks in the Dow right now. Um, and and, and you, you know these the, the the you know and as we go through this list, since you follow every single one of these religiously and in, in great de- detail, like. What you know? Let's start with like Dow and IBM. I'm what you know? They have high yields right now, uh, so their their prices seem to have maybe underperformed a bit. Uh, tell me a little bit about uh, Dow and IBM as we get you know started here. Well, IBM is is you know they recently had a spinoff of a uh, their computer services business, so it's a company that's kind of undergoing kind of a transformation or trying to. It's it's you know it's had some difficulty along the ways in terms of generating revenue growth, but they they have some new leadership at the company. They have done something to try to catalyze things. Uh, the dividend yield is solid, which should provide a pretty good support to the stock price, if nothing else. So you know I, I can't say you know when you when you do these sorts of strategies again they're contrarian strategies. They tend to have a value bent. Um, sometimes you kind of have to hold your nose a little bit to go buy them. Uh, because you're buying them based on a principle uh, of of turning around, and and yeah, I mean, if, if you're buying stocks, you know, they're it's called dogs of the Dow for a reason, Andy. It's not like you know, it's not like show dogs of the Dow. Right. It's the dogs of the Dow. Well, and that's and, that's and, the thing about you mentioned. This is a contrarian play. We being con- a contrarian, we zag when you know we zig when others zag. Um, we hold our nose to buy those stinky stocks and 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 take that additional risk uh, to get the better yield and to so so often the the uh, dogs of the t- Dow aren't always the the best lookers so so to speak. No, no so. they're not. And, and but but the nice thing about a strategy like this is that you know neither of us is recommending that someone put 100% of their money in these things but it it's a it's a disciplined way that strips emotion from from doing you know a contra- having a contrarian strategy as part of your portfolio and you know and just as a, a a sidebar you know people talk about diversification all the time but and what most people think of as diversification is you know diversification across assets where you own stocks and you own bonds and you own ostrich farms and you own Bitcoin and you own art, et cetera. And then there's a diversification within asset classes. So within stocks, you own large stocks, small stocks, international stocks, domestic stocks. There's the form of diversification across time where you're dollar cost averaging, where you're putting money into the market on some regular basis so that you're not necessarily spiking the highs and you're forcing you to put money into the market on the lows. That is a form of diversification. And then finally, there is a diversification of strategy where you may have a piece of your portfolio devoted to growth stocks. You may have a piece of your portfolio devoted to contrarian plays, all in the hopes that when the market is doing one thing, at least you have some exposure to the positive parts of the market. And that strategy part, I think, is really undervalued by people. And this is a way to bring a different strategy to a portfolio. So I just wanted to kind of get that out of the way but yeah you know the nice thing is you 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 do you build this on autopilot so you're not sitting there thinking like oh man oh day you know i gotta hold my nose and do it you 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 understand why you're doing it and you go do it and you know ibm is one of those stocks yeah it's yielding five percent um because they've had some problems but you know you're betting on that you know the stock is down it has the ability to come back and you're going to get paid pretty nicely to wait for that comeback the same with dow um, the stock has been down, uh, you know, and, and industrial stocks have been all over the place. 
but, you know, if you do think inflation is going to, um, you know, continue, companies with pricing power probably will be better. And I think Dow does have that pricing power. So, you know, when you go, when you tick through these stocks, you know, just kind of keep in mind, you know, one of the stocks here, you know, Chicago stock, uh, Andy, it's, uh, I, I've got Walgreens. Here. Yeah, Walgreens Boots Alliance, WBA. Yeah, and, and that has, you know, that, you know, I'm sure there's somebody listening to this going, you guys, you guys are nuts. Walgreens has just been a horrible stock. Well, it hadn't been a great stock, uh, but it's yielding 4%. Uh, you know, this is a stock that I think probably at one point traded in the 80s, and now it's, it's down around 50. Um, you know, is next year going to be the year for it? Well, you're making a small bet that that is going to see some reversion to the mean, uh, you know, and, and you, you can kind of go down the line. You've got, uh, you know, Verizon is a, a you know, that's always been a pretty here. that's the, I, I find out the telecom, they threw off big yields. So they often just they throw up on the they often show up on the list just because they're uh, a big yield play. I think uh, in the past two um not that they're on this list, but AT&T, which is T, that's another one that's comparable to uh, Verizon, and they often throw a big yield, too. Um, yeah, you they're know, kind of stocks dressed as bonds. As well. they're, they're kind of bonds, excuse me, bonds dressed as stocks, and, and, and that's how Verizon is. And you look at some of the other stocks. Oops, my computer just went. Chevron, so we got a little uh, – so so we, we talked about Dow, ticker D-O-W, and then IBM, of course, ticker IBM. Chevron – CVX, uh, so you got a little oil uh, play there, and we've seen kind of how that that industry's been up and down. Uh, Verizon, you you talk to, and that's a stock dressed up like a bond, always throws a big yield. And then you you mentioned Walgreen Boots Alliance, WBA, Walgreens, of course. Uh, I have what Merck, Amgen, 3M, Coca Cola, and Intel. Is that kind of square with what you have too? Yeah, that that last one, you know, there's going to be a race to the. To, <laughs> there's going to be a race to be the tenth dog. You know, Cisco is right there with Intel in terms of its its dividend yield. J and J's almost gonna, there too. It looks like maybe. Yeah, you know, yeah. And that, that that the nine and ten stocks oftentimes do go down to the to, to the wire on the last day. But you know, you you, I mean, people get kind of get the hang of it. You know, it's interesting. Andy, as I look at the, the the perspective list of dogs for next year, it's it's nicely diversified. Uh, yeah, I was just gonna. Say, that's it's funny. Uh, it's it's very nicely diversified. I was looking at this. This I'm like, wow, this is pretty well balanced portfolio, right? Yeah, really. You got everything. You know, you've got a little healthcare slash retail with Walgreens. You've got energy with Chevron. You've got some tech with IBM and uh, perhaps uh, Intel or Cisco. You, Coca-Cola you've got industrials with Dow. You've got healthcare with uh, Amgen and Merck. You've got telecom with Verizon. You got industrial. Well, you got a conglomerate with 3M, and you got consumer staples with Coca-Cola. For <laughs> so for ten stocks, uh, yeah, that's a, that's a pretty nicely diversified portfolio right there. You, you talked about this earlier, and it's it's good to remind yourself. You no matter what the stocks are, when you do it. When when you follow a strategy, they only work. The strategy only works if you're disciplined and you follow it. And and and, and so when we were talking earlier and we started going through the list of uh, stocks here, uh, you gotta buy it even if you don't like it. Yeah, exactly. And that that's 
that's why these things work over time. I mean, because the, the yeah, I, you know, we've we always kind of maintain, you know, a a crappy plan, a crappy investment process is better than no investment process at all. And and it's the process and the discipline of following that that over time should reward you. And again, it doesn't happen every year, but but over time it, it should reward you. And that is one of the beauties of this strategy. It, it there is a fundamental logic to it, and you just need to. To follow it, and and what I have found is, oftentimes, the stocks that you know you got to hold, you got to really hold your nose the most, are usually the ones that have been beaten up the most, and usually the ones that have the strongest snapback. Um, there are times when those stocks that have been the worst can you know be go get even worse and worse and worse, and I'm sure I'm not using proper English there. And then they, you know, they they fade into oblivion. But that is a rarity when it comes to Dow Dow stocks. Typically, the stocks that just get mauled and have gotten mauled tend to be those that snap back the most. So it's almost as if, you know, geez, the, the you look at the ten stocks and the one that you hate the most, there's probably a pretty good chance that's the one that's going to do the best next year. I I, I think a couple X factors here, and and just looking, not that it happens often. But say you get in a situation where uh, one of your stocks is like starting to maybe approach bankruptcy or there's really, really bad news or they just get cut out of the Dow for some reason or replaced. I mean, how do you handle that in a strategy like this? Um, You know, is, is there something in there that you cut bait or you just hold your nose and then just and just ride this to the end? Yeah, I th- you know, I think you 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 hold your nose. You you can put certain things. I, I suppose, and I've never looked at it or studied it in terms of what the results would have been. But I mean, if you're, you know, you can always put a, a st- you know a pretty generous stop under a stock, say like twenty percent that says, listen, I'm going to hang with this. But if one stock goes down, you know, twenty five percent, that may be a prelude to going down fifty, and I'm going to get closed out of it. The, the other the other issue is if a stock gets thrown out of the Dow, typically in these sorts of strategies, you're going to hold that stock for 12 months. So whether it's whether it's in the Dow or it gets kicked out of the Dow, you're not making an adjustment. You're going to hold it. And then actually, history has shown that stocks that get kicked out of the Dow oftentimes do better than the stocks that they put into the Dow over like the the ensuing 12 months. Well, why do you so. think that is, uh, Chuck? You know, I think what it is is, and it goes back to this contrarian thing. You know, a stock that gets booted from the Dow—that is, that is probably the the apex of hate for that stock, right? So if you're if if you're a true contrarian investor and you're trying to find that 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 perfect crescendo of 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 investor hate for your stock, um, getting thrown out of the Dow is is not a bad indicator of, you know, everybody hates it and the guys are getting rid of it, and and thus that may ironically signal a bottom in that stock. So, uh, you know, I think that's one of the reasons it helps those stocks to get booted out. It's just because, you know, they're getting booted out right around just the absolute bottom of sentiment and the bottom of investor, uh, you know, sentiment towards that stock, which oftentimes coincides with a, with a bottom in the stock and a time to buy. You know, and that's, that's the thing that's always so intuitively odd to people when they think about contrarian strategies. But, you know, at the end of the day, you know, this notion of you buy low and sell high, you know, everybody wants to do that, but rarely does anybody do it. And the reason is 
buying low is not easy, you know, because you're buying damaged merchandise. And, you know, if you're trying to find that low point of a stock to buy and you're, and you have the courage to go in and, and do it, uh, you know, it, a, a stock getting thrown out of the Dow oftentimes is a pretty good, a pretty good flag for uh, a bottom in investor sentiment on that stock. And it has nowhere to go, but up. Discipline, discipline, discipline is key here. So if you decide um, like we talked about, you know, cutting bait on one of those stocks, you put a mark down in your strategy and then you do it, you know, don't, right. don't you, think you about it, it you know, once yeah. it's there. And that's the key thing is when, when these type of, you know, when you, when you implement a strategy, it's being disciplined and thinking about these things before they actually get to the price level, because when they actually get to that price level, God forbid you let emotions take over. That's right, and, and you know, presumably, when you build these 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 types of strategies, or you you construct them in your mind, and you're following a certain logic pattern and thinking about it, you're going to that's that's when you need to to build that into your process, not as you said, you know, doing it after the fact because then emotions are in and it's going to screw up your decision process. So you want to you want to build the process when you're when you're not under duress, so to speak, and then follow it and. Um, you know, I, there are a number of different ways to skin the cat that you mentioned at the top of, of the of the show that I wrote a book called Winning with the Dow's Losers. Well, all that strategy is is a variation of the dogs of the Dow. And, but instead of buying the 10 highest yielding stocks in the Dow, you buy the 10 worst performing stocks in the Dow from the previous year. And again, that is that is a true reversion of the mean strategy where you're buying the absolute worst performers and banking on them coming back, kind of this this worst to first idea, and um, that again, it's a it's a disciplined approach that has had a pretty good track record. Not coincidentally, a, a number of the stocks typically that are in the dogs of the Dow are also in this underdogs of the Dow strategy because they're dogs they're they're, they're stocks in the Dow that have done poorly, hence they have higher dividend yields. So um, that that's another approach of you know, trying to be a contrarian investor, but doing it in a universe of stocks where the risk of getting decapitated by a stock that goes bankrupt is, is very, very low. So we'll, we'll go, let's go down the list real quick again. And I just want to make sure mine coincides with yours. Uh, okay. The nine, 10 spots could uh, switch in and out depending on, because there's a whole bunch that are real close in yield. And a lot of times it does come down to, the final closing price at the end of the year. But I have the, the Dow, IBM, Chevron, Verizon, Walgreens Boots Alliance, Merck, Amgen, 3M, Coca-Cola, uh, and then there's like maybe it could either be like Intel, Cisco uh, Systems, J&J, or J.P. Morgan in that final spot. We'll know New Year's or uh, New yep, Year's that's Eve. What, that's what I have as well. So we're on the same page. Here, um, right? Is this something that you do for your clients often? What's a, you know, do you implement this strategy a lot? How, how does it fit in your portfolios? Yeah, we don't, we, we, we don't do it a ton for, um, for clients, partly, um, partly because it's, it's, uh, it, it's kind of a bolt on idea. To, to an existing portfolio, to an existing portfolio or portfolio approach, and we don't do a ton of that. Um, 
I, I have in, in the past followed kind of my underdog approach uh, based on based on my book. Um, so yeah, I, yeah, and, and with, you know, and some people uh, will take pieces of the strategy where you know they will only buy the top five highest yielding stocks. Uh, and, and add those to a broad mix of portfolio, you know, add that to a broad mix. You know, we do own some of the individual stocks. Uh, Verizon, for example, is a stock that does pop up in our, uh, in our dividend-based strategies. Uh, you know, so, so some of the pieces of these stocks, uh, you know, will pop up in various portfolios as well. As we wrap up the GAINS podcast and, and wrap up the year, What's your advice for the gains listener uh, going into 2022? And I'm going to have you leave us also with a just one juicy pick to take, uh, you know, beyond dogs of the Dow and and the, uh, you know, winning with the Dow's losers and that. Um, I'll have you give us just like a, a juicy pick. Okay. I, I, my, my, my big uh, notion would be don't, don't be – too influenced by what happened in 2021 uh, obscure what can happen in 2022. In other words, too many investors predict the future by looking at their rearview mirror. Well, 2021 was a great year, so 2022 has to be a terrible year. 2022 is going to be a year on its own merits in, in terms of what's happening in, in corporate earnings, inflation, and interest rates. It, 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 you can have another great year in 2022, or it could be a lousy year, but it's not going to matter what happened in 2021 and 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 you see too many times people color the future with what's happened in the past the other thing i will say because 2022 is an election year is don't don't build an investment strategy looking through the prism of politics it doesn't work so i don't care never does it, Democrat. i found no, that it, in fact they've they've done research where it, in a lot of cases the opposite thing happens. What you think is favorable with an incoming, uh, letter, you know, administration where you know whatever kind of election it is, uh, it often doesn't come to fruition. As everybody says, "Hey, play this and this and this," because they're going to benefit because of this and this. That I'm glad you mentioned that. That 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 almost never works. It never works, and, and you know, and I've been like I said, I've been watching markets for nearly forty years, and you know, and I can't tell you how many times. You know, a person gets elected, and I get a call, and well, I'm going to sell because I don't. This guy's going to, you know, run the economy into the ground, and and it doesn't matter which party. It's, it's happened when there's been a Republican elected or a Democrat elected, and and it it just doesn't work. And 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 I I say this now because, you know, it everybody views everything through this prism of politics. Everything gets filtered through politics. Unfortunately, it gets fil filtered through politics and investment. And investing is one of those things. Don't do it because it is going to be detrimental to your wealth. Um, finally, in terms of a stock, uh, that's a that's a good question. I'm trying to. Well, let me ask you real quick uh, while while you're thinking of one. Uh, one okay. area. There's two stocks I wanted to ask you about before you give me that juicy pick. Comcast, okay. CMSCA, I think the ticker is. I know that uh, that has popped up a lot over the years. Where are you at with Comcast? You know, I'm kind of uh, I'm kind of neutral on that stock, to be honest with you. It's it's still I, I'm still drawn to the the dividend yield, which is a little over two percent, two point one percent. But it it has it has gotten to be a stock that's really kind of just 
stuck in the mud. It, you know, I mean, for a trader, you know, it's become kind of that stock where, boy, you buy in the high 40s and you sell in the mid 50s. And, and uh, I, I would really feel a lot better to bet that stock if it can get a decent breakout here, say, and you know, into the the high 50s. And, and we'll, we'll see. It, it's been it's been a bit of a disappointment. That group has been a bit of uh, a disappointment uh, as well. So it's not just Comcast, but you look at a lot of stocks in that space. Um, you know, uh, one one that's kind of interesting to me that um, I've, I've kind of gotten to, to like a bit more here because I think uh, Wall Street is, is really looking for a, a significant downturn in their earnings in 2022, and I don't think that's going to happen. It's a stock, Perkin Elmer, which I think I mentioned uh, recently. It's The symbol is PKI. Uh, they make uh, testing equipment and diagnostics equipment. And, you know, the bet on those stocks was, you know, they, they really benefited from COVID. But as COVID declined, you're, you're going to see a significant drop off in their earnings. Well, I'm not sure you're going to see a significant decline in COVID from a testing standpoint. Plus, uh, Perkin Elmer has gone out and they've done a lot of acquisitions that have really kind of transformed the business. And their non-COVID related business has been growing quite nicely. The stock is had uh, been quite resilient here during this last bout of selling in the market. And I like that, that type of resiliency. And I think the stock's still reasonably priced. That's uh, Perkin Elmer is the company symbol is PKI. Uh, yes, our, we do have clients who own that stock uh, and it trades for about $189 a share. And then one last area that I wanted to ask you about real quick, because we've talked about in the, uh, the past is the um, regional banks. Um where are you at with uh, regional banks, and is there a name you're looking at if if you in fact like still like regional banks? I do, I do. Uh, it is one. I, one is a uh, we recently, fairly recently added. Excuse me, and that is a Synovus Financial. The symbol is S N V. It is a, a Georgia-based bank. Uh, had a uh, has a has a real nice dividend yield. It's uh, about two point nine percent. Uh, the stock had a real nice comeback day today. It was up uh, about 4% today. Uh, it had fallen off a little bit along with a lot of banks here, but that is a, I think the, the regional banks have some, have a nice value growth proposition for 2022, and you're going to get paid with some pretty decent dividend yields. So take a look at Synovus Financial. Symbol is SN as in Nancy, V as in Victor, SNV. And then the other one was is it Perkin Elmer? That's a PKI. That is PKI is yep. the ticker on that other stock. So there's two juicy uh, picks for the gains listeners. And real quick, again, what is the newsletter, uh, that that website that uh, gains listeners have to go check out? Yeah, check it out. It's, it's UpsideStocks.com. And uh, like I said, you can sign up for a free 30-day online trial. And uh, for investors looking for kind of those under-the-radar small-cap, mid-cap stocks. Uh, we've been publishing this newsletter for many, many years, so I, I think we're pretty good at it, and I'm, I'm biased, but uh, I think you'll like it. It's UpsideStocks.com. All right, we'll be sure to check that out. Well, hey, Chuck, uh, thanks for everything. Have a Merry Christmas and a, a Happy New Year. 
Same to you, Andy, and, and to your listeners as well. Thank you for having me. And, and again, everybody have a happy holiday season and a Merry Christmas. That's Chuck Carlson, CEO of Horizon Investment Services and publisher of the Dow Theory Forecast newsletter in Hammond. And as mentioned, even in our interview here, one of the strategies he uses, he's author of the book, Winning with the Dow's Losers. So that's going to wrap up uh, today's Gains podcast. A really deep dive into Dogs of the Dow. Uh, real quick before I let you go, be sure to subscribe, follow, leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. That's always a great option if you want to support uh, the Gains podcast. Uh, and again, as always, subscribe and turn on those notifications so you know when a new episode drops. We're back on Thursday, and I will see you then. Thanks for listening. A News Radio WBBM podcast powered by Odyssey. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts.